Hey, what's up? I'm Anthony. And I'm Dan. And we are J&J Missions, spreading the gospel by all means, one soul at a time. We give live talks, we make YouTube videos, and you can find us all over social media. And as you probably figured, we have a podcast. Whether we're giving spiritual tips, deliberating about current events, or talking saints and devotionals, we want to bring the Catholic faith to you in a totally orthodox, yet relatable, down-to-earth way. If you want to support us, head over to our website, www.jmjmissions.com. Hear ye, hear ye. Welcome back to another JMJ Missions podcast. I am your host, Anthony McCullough, joined by my co-host, Daniel Michael Palmieri III. Yes. That wow. is him. Got the full name going. Yep, exactly. We have, Suffix and everything. We have a fun fact since our last podcast. Finally, Mississippi has listened to the podcast. Really? We have officially crossed off all 50 states. You did not tell me this when you were looking at the statistics. Yeah, I was going to text you about it, but I just didn't. Wow. That was a, that was a, a That's big That's a big deal. accomplishment. I mean, we've been, we've been trying to get Mississippi. For a long time. Well, for like, you know, what, two years now? Yeah. Since we started. Uh-huh. I mean, wow. That's actually why we started JMJ Missions. No, it's not. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to like see where you're going with that. I just couldn't find an avenue to agree. <laughs> yep. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Like every single state has heard us and then multiple countries i think over 30 countries wow yeah i think it was actually almost 40 right probably i haven't counted the countries in a while because i've been more into the states interesting yeah interesting yep so that's fun yeah wherever you are thank you for listening exactly so anyway we have a podcast as you're listening we have a youtube we have an instagram we have tiktok we have twitter we have all the good stuff search up jmj missions and go follow us there today we're going to talk about how the devil tempts you most frequently when you're doing nothing (sighs) doing absolutely nothing the devil shows up and offers you his requests. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we get to that, the Stuff in the World segment. Today, the Stuff in the World, as I wrote down and didn't show Dan, is just Taylor Swift, question mark. <laughs> That's it. So just Taylor Swift. Uh, haven't we already done this as a... No, not Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really have a real uh, strong opinion on Taylor Swift. Um. I liked her older stuff. Like, her country music was good. Uh, there's a few songs that are just bangers. They're just really good songs. Like, what? like uh, Shake It Off. Uh-huh. I Knew You Were Trouble when, like, when you walked in. Yeah. I don't know if that's the full name. I think it's just <laughs> I Knew You Were Trouble. So shame on me. Anyway, so uh, what else? Uh, love Story. Love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is the old stuff. Yeah, the, the, the country. Um, there's another really good song. Oh, We Are Never Getting Back Together. Yeah. That that's that song, I, I am unash- as a guy, I'm yeah. unashamed to say that song comes on my shuffle, and uh-huh. it is on my shuffle of the, yeah. I don't know four or five thousand songs that I now have collected on my phone. I rarely skip it. And I agree. You know what? I'm just I'm secure with myself. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, however, recently, I haven't paid too much attention to her music. Uh, whenever someone is as famous and big as her, because she even among celebrities is huge. She's yeah. she's one of the biggest celebrities among celebrities. And whenever anyone has that much attention, it's not good for their soul. I'm just going to say it uh, because you kind of have all these people screaming your name. You have all the money you want. You have all the attention you want. Everyone is being super, super nice to you because you're as big as you are, whether they're trying to take advantage of you or not. Everyone's just super nice to you. And it just – I feel like it's, it, unless you have a really good prayer life, I mean like a supernatural prayer life, it's going to take huge hits on your humility and your and your groundedness in life. So I kind of worry about that. I think I'm getting way too spiritual, more than you probably envisioned. So I'll backtrack, and I'll just say the one thing I don't like about Taylor Swift recently is uh, she seems jaded. 
like every song that she writes like recently and when i say recently i mean like i don't know since like 2015 so not that recently but the later half of her career uh they're all like negative about guys like they're so jaded and so she's so upset all the time and like i don't know like i don't know taylor just you know say some prayers life's good you know like like go go have some have some inner healing prayers and move on your way and you'll find a guy that loves you you know yeah and I, I don't know who she's dating now I think but, she did okay, I found good. out there's a football player on the Colts oh good but, good yeah. hopefully you'll find a guy that's faithful and good and understands and like they're out there you yeah know? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I would say to her <laughs> well I liked Taylor Swift back in the day like uh the 2008 CD that she put out that had love story and you belong with me yeah that, I that was, was a, that was a good album totally yeah. unashamed to admit that I liked those songs and I still <laughs> like those songs but after that I lost track of Taylor. And just recently, she put out a CD, I think a few months ago, called Midnight or something like that. And there's that famous song called Antihero, which I'm not going to sing. Uh, and I've always heard it, but I <laughs> How's never... How's it go? No. <laughs> uh, I've always heard it. Um, but just, I don't know, recently, I just, I think I have a newfound respect for creators. And obviously, she's been a creator since 2006, mm-hmm. but she hasn't stopped creating. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if people are writing her songs. I'm sure they are, but that doesn't really matter. Like, because in order to stay afloat, you need to consistently change your sound. Mm-hmm. Like if she just puts out the same stuff from her first CD, then nobody knows who she is. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I respect the creativity in her mind. Yeah, just in a in a human yeah. sense. I maybe not a spiritual sense, but in a human sense, like the perseverance. Mm-hmm. Like Maroon Five, they've managed to stay relevant for twenty years. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. Right. That's, you almost have to be, nobody can do that. You have to be incredibly smart. Yeah. So so she and I do know at least in the beginning she did write some of her songs. Yeah. I know she was like a singer songwriter, so maybe she still has a hand in writing them. So mm-hmm. certainly very talented, and certainly good job. Yeah, you're right. You make a great point. Like she's perseveres and right. as creators on YouTube and uh you know with our podcast and with social media even though that's not the only thing we do we do the talks too it takes perseverance it for does this. especially when you're making tons of money when you're taken care of and financially and like you don't really have a like a necessity to make tons of money anymore if you could still do it right and make it well that's good there's something to be said about that mm-hmm. yeah i agree and recently i saw a couple of videos of like just little clips of her concerts and stuff and just the amount of planning that has to go into that i just because like we run retreats and, like, our retreats take three hours, and, like, we have to plan for it. Yeah. But, like, this is an insane amount of planning. Well, you can tell she, she definitely has a huge team of people oh, yeah, that make the for plans sure. for She's her. not the one coming up with the right. ideas. She's but... not. But she does it to rehearse. Yeah. And she does it to remember. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it does. It takes work. Any kind of success takes work. And then, like, what I think, then, is if spiritual success is the most important thing, both for ourselves and to evangelize, it's going to take work. you got to put in the effort, and you got to offer it to God. And honestly, whereas maybe Taylor Swift or any other musical artist, they're, they're – their drive just comes from, I don't know, just sheer motivation or the drive to be the best or to stay relevant. For us Christians, our drive needs to be prayer. Yeah. Like, if you love God deeply and you pray, like you're going to keep going. You're going to persevere, just like Taylor Swift does in her arena. Yep. No problem. And, and I've always had a deep respect for talent of any kind. Like, if someone has a talent and they put it on display, I've always respected that. Like, uh, show tunes and stuff like that, like Broadway or in high schools when you watch the, the play in high school. I can't do that to save my life and I'm not into that stuff. But whenever I'm sitting down watching one, I always like think about how much work these people are doing Yep, and how awesome that that I've is. I recently went to a high school play at my, my home high school and I live as a far commute. So I don't get to go to these things too often, but I brought Karen and the kids and uh, yeah, they put on an amazing play and that's all I was thinking the entire yeah. time. Like these kids, it was a cast of 11 uh-huh. doing the entire play. For right. the, ever, so they all had multiple roles, a stage crew of five. It's a smaller high school. I mean, 
the stuff they pulled off was amazing. Yeah, so. and they have other stuff to do. They have homework. They oh, have yeah. like sports. Yeah, so. the homework yeah. that I assigned them. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's Taylor Swift. Um, so we're gonna take a little break, and we'll come back with why the devil attacks you when you're bored. All right, we are back, and so I just had an Easter break. I had some time off, and it was nice. And also, with JMJ, we're slowing down a little bit because confirmation season is drawing to a close. Uh, So the past three months, we were incredibly swamped. And then for the first time in my life, not my life, for the first time in the last three months uh, this past week, I was bored. (laughs) And that's an interesting feeling. And you probably don't experience that feeling with two kids. I'm just going to be honest with you. I haven't. Like, yeah. Uh, like since having, especially Adelaide, but even with Danny, my board moments were almost none. And now they're, <laughs> they're definitely yeah. none. Well, you probably haven't even uttered that phrase. The grass is always greener. I would kill to be bored. <laughs> it's but not then that, when you're it's, actually it's bored. It's great. Yeah, yeah. When you're actually bored, you're like, I don't want I, this. Yeah. I, I remember like obviously very clearly, mm-hmm. especially being a teenager. Like I would get bored a lot as a kid and that was the worst feeling ever. Yeah. So. I had some days off and it was nice. You know, I definitely needed to recharge, but I was wondering, like I had a lot, a lot of freedom, you know, like a lot of free time to do whatever I wanted. And in my whole life, I've always thrived when I have structure. And when I don't have structure, I don't thrive. Like I don't do well. Uh, So a few days, like the first few days of the break, I like allowed myself to do nothing, like absolutely nothing. And I noticed that like I was in a bad mood. Like I I was miserable. I didn't feel like talking to anybody. Um, I didn't even feel like, you know, cooking dinner. I was just in a bad mood. And How long were you doing nothing? Uh, Probably like two days. So yeah, like, just like, just kind of hanging around. Yeah, like just, yeah. just doing nothing. And like my body like needed it. Like I needed to take a break, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't take that break properly. Um, So then I caught myself and I was like, you know what? Like this, this isn't fun. Like, you know, I have to like, I have to do something of structure. Like I have to make my own structure uh, in order, in order for myself to thrive. We're going to, oh, sorry. Um, so then I realized, I was like, you know what? Okay, so I gave myself a fresh start. I was like, tomorrow, I'm going to go to Daily Mass, and then I'm going to play pickleball. And then after pickleball, I'm going to get home and make lunch, read for my class, watch a lecture, lecture, and then then watch TV. Like, then I'll relax. I noticed that day went by like that. Like, it was, and it was a great day. I was in a good mood. I got my prayers in. I also didn't front load my prayers, which is something I learned. What do you mean uh, front load your prayers? I was tempted because like I went to daily mass and like I got coffee and I was feeling really good and I like to pray the rosary every day and I was really tempted to just pray the rosary like right after mass like because I was feeling really good. Oh, to kind of get it out of the way. Yeah, but okay. then like I remembered my spiritual director, my old spiritual director told me, he said it's not the best idea to just get your prayers done. He said like well, you can always pray more, but like if I if you have a certain set that you like to do, don't just do them immediately. Like you just space them out. So I was like, you know, I'm going to wait a little bit. And then I prayed the rosary later. So like, and this day was like, it was phenomenal. Like there was no temptations of any kind. It was just like, it was just a great day. You know, I learned that in seminary, actually, that we are capable of doing a lot more than we think. Uh, it kind of works both ways with being idle and being busy. Yeah. Um, the busier you are with good things, we'll say, the more you realize, oh, this is not so bad. I can get a lot of stuff done and the more you want to get done. Uh, and the better you feel once you get these things done, the good things. Uh, yeah, on the other on the other side of that, the more idle you are, the more you have nothing to do, the more it feels like like you're sad and it weighs down on you. And then the, and then doing things actually yeah. seems daunting. Mm-hmm. Like getting something done when you've gone through a period of doing nothing for hours or days seems Almost so impossible. daunting. Yeah, but once you actually start getting it done, 
start start something up, any project, prayer included, and think most especially, you start feeling great. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember there was one time we actually made a little video on this. Uh, I I uh, hadn't prayed as much as I should uh, one day, and I maybe the day before I was going through like a dry stretch where you know I prayed but not definitely not enough, and uh, I remember uh, my heart was just kind of straying from God. Like I was just getting distracted and. I was taking care of little Danny. He was a baby, and I was just kind of stressed out and bored and busy. Not bored, um, just stressed out and, and busy. And like I just was kind of avoiding prayer. My heart was literally kind of semi running from him without me really acknowledging it. And I remember I sat down and, uh, with Danny to rock him to sleep, and something said to me, "You need to pray. Like you ha- you haven't prayed hardly at all today. You've been avoiding it. You need to pray right now." And it seemed like the most daunting thing. Because my heart didn't want to. Like my heart was like was was sliding away. When you're sliding away from God, even low key in a in a real underhanded sense, you don't want to like pray. But something says you have to. So uh, I I grabbed the rosary and like I remember like it was I actually got sad. Like I, I like a sadness overtook me because I thought that I just didn't want to do this. Is something I didn't want to do so badly. And that never happens. Like you know usually it's the rosary. How could you not want to? You know. So I, I said, no, you have to. I forced myself to get out that first Hail Mary. And it was like, it was like, it was like grinding, um, whatever, teeth. The ter- grinding teeth. It was like, it was like really, really hard to do. I, I forced myself to do the first Hail Mary, forced the second, forced the third. And by like the seventh or eighth, all of a sudden this grace kicked in and I felt pretty good. By the yeah. second, third decade, I felt better about everything. So I think prayer, the spiritual life works the same way as physically, you know, when you're sad, and you're kind of like doing nothing all day. The last thing you want to do is get up and out. But once you finally do get up and out, you start feeling great. And all it takes is a little bit of effort. Like you had to give that effort to start saying that rosary. And then you were given those graces. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten those graces. Right. And the same thing is kind of true, even like not with prayer. Like if I'm ever feeling lazy or if something's looming over my head and I know I have to get a certain thing done, but I just don't feel like starting it. One of my little tricks that I'll do is I'll actually do a different chore first. I'll do like a random easy chore and then I'll have the, like the motivation to sit down and start doing that's like, a good what idea. I have to. So the one, like one thing that works for me actually is like, I'll do laundry. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll just, even if I don't have that many dirty clothes, I'll drop them in the wash. I'll like put the good smelling detergent in, <laughs> I'll click start. I'll hear the sound and then I'll sit down and do some work. That's like, a cool. Like life hack. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the same thing uh, for me goes with uh, cleaning my room or cleaning the area, like cleaning some of the area of the house or wherever I am. Um, when things look clean, you just feel more productive. It's like a mental kind of state. And there's something spiritual about it too. It's like the space that you're in kind of maybe reflects your soul a little bit. So when your room's clean and you get that little thing done, it just feels more organized. It yeah. seems less daunting to get done other things too. You're totally right. And when I'm on my game spiritually, my room is clean. And, and, if, and if I'm not on my game spiritually, like there's stuff everywhere. Interesting. Like, for me, like I have to put things in their place or they're out. They're out of place and they're in their way. Like if I just take off my shoes and leave them there, I'm going to walk over them. So it's right. like I have to like open up my closet. I have this little shoe rack. I got to put them in there and they're out of the way. But that takes work. I got to slide open the closet door. I got to pick, you know, it's, yeah. it's annoying. Sometimes I just want to kick them off. And then if I keep living like that, then that bleeds into my spirituality. That's really interesting. There's there's definitely a back and forth going between your living space and your physical yeah. en- environment and your spiritual and emotional state. Exactly. Definitely a back and forth there. Mm-hmm. So it's, que- it's it's weird. And I feel like when your soul, the cleaner your soul is, the more you're going to want to clean your room. Exactly. Uh, and clean the space you're in and get organized. And vice and, versa. And vice versa. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which leads me to the question, why do you think the devil likes to attack us the most when we're not doing anything? Oh, when we're idle? Before even... Get into that. I just want to mention, I think today we are busier than ever. It's a weird conundrum we're in because we're busier than ever in 2023 and really in this new millennium. 
but we're also more idle than ever because of our technology. We have really, really busy schedules, especially Americans. It's like an American thing to be kind of overload our schedules and do too much as it is. I've always heard that. Um, and then on top of that, though, like you think, okay, we're busy, but when we're on our own in the limited time that we are just at our houses, we're more idle than ever because of all the entertainment and technology we have. All we do is just sit on our butts and scroll on our phones. And stream. And stream things and just watch for hours. So, like, we're in a weird situation where we're more stressed out than ever before and busier than ever before, yet we are more idle than ever before. And that makes for a perfect, perfect storm for the devil. Because when you're stressed out, because you're overloaded with things on your plate that really aren't maybe that important, some of them, you know? Um, Some are important, some aren't. But sometimes we just prioritize, like, I love sports, but maybe like sports over God or or maybe we overwork ourselves or, or we do too much overtime or whatever, right, over the Lord. So that's the perfect storm for the devil because you're stressed out. So you finally get home and it's 7 o'clock at night and now you're like really tired and, you're, and your brain just wants to zone out. So what do you do? Scroll, go online, stream things for three hours, you know, and that is the worst because that stuff is not natural. I mean, I'm not saying it's evil and horrible yeah. to do it in moderation, but it's not natural to be scrolling for three hours. It's not natural. Human beings were not made to watch TV and stream uh, shows for three, four hours. And then um, that's when the devil attacks. When you are doing nothing, when you're sitting there doing unproductive things that aren't spiritual and they're not good, they're not part of your state of life, um, He, it's just he, you're a sitting duck. Um, I honestly don't know exactly technically why it's like that. I just know in my own life, ever since my conversion, again, like I said, like after my my conversion um, is when I started to become more spiritually aware. And uh, I, I didn't realize even when I was a teenager, I was on, on the devil's side even. I had no idea. And then after my conversion, I, um, I became more spiritually aware. And I realized when I started being aware of my feelings and my temptations that I was getting tempted a lot more when I was doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one example. I – and I tell the kids this um, – most of the time, I feel pretty excited about the faith. Like, when I wake up in the mornings, most mornings I feel like, and this is obviously totally the Holy Spirit, and we can't take credit for it. It's undeserved. But, like, I feel like, all right, let me kick some butt today. Let me get this done for JMJ. Let me teach well today. Let me pray to the rosary today. There's this general fire that should kind of be there when you're doing well. I like playing video games every now and then. Uh, recently, I'm happy to say, with two kids, I barely have any time to do it ever. So I play almost none at this time now. Uh, but... Uh, but when I do have a rare moment where I play, if I play for more than 45 minutes to an hour, if I look at the clock and it's 6 o'clock, I think, all right, I'm finally going to zone out and play some random video game for 45 minutes. If I'm still playing at 6.50, and I can seriously feel the fire in my heart go down. Yeah. At 6.50, I will literally want to pray the rosary less. Mm-hmm. The whole day, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with doing good things. Let's get this X or Y done for JMJ or whatever. And now all of a sudden at 6.50 after playing for 45, 50 minutes, I already can tell I don't want to do things for JMJ as much. I don't want to pray as much. The idea of doing spiritual reading or the Liturgy of the Hours or having a conversation about God, it's just lessened in my heart. The fire literally dulls after just that short amount of time. So for whatever reason, idle hands are the devil's workshop. And I think it's because once the flesh starts to get satisfied, it wants to be satisfied in all kinds of ways. Like, you know, like by streaming, by zoning out, like you're satisfying your mind. And then, right. like, then that's contagious, and then, like, then maybe you want to eat greasy food. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it bleeds in all kinds of areas. Well, now, let me ask you a question, though, because this is something that I dis- tend to disagree with most people on, and you hear this term thrown all, all over the place now, self-care. Oh, but self-care, you need me time, you need me time. There's proper me time. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you, for me, I, 
when you look at Jesus and how he gave himself every day, unless you're talking about recharging through prayer, I kind of find the idea of self-care and being obsessed with like, oh, I got to take care of myself. Like you can recharge through prayer. Maybe you need to take a few minutes to just decompress. You don't want to overwork yourself, of course, but streaming for three hours, uh-huh. you know, scrolling for three. I don't know. If that, yeah, if I don't I don't think that's self-care. I, I think like I understand why people need it or, or think about it, but I think everyone does it wrong. Like I, <laughs> I think like if you're going to go exercise, like if you need an hour and you're going to go lift weights and sweat and and play pickleball or something, I think that's okay. That's healthy. That yeah, seems healthy. Like, but yeah. other than that, like, yeah, people do it in the wrong way. Yeah, they, it, they self-medicate. What, in what they say ways. is like, oh yeah, let me go on vacation for a week. I need to go on vacation to you know, to Juneau, Alaska, because I need that for me. And it's like, man, if you have a family, if you have stuff to do at your church, if you, you know what I mean, like yeah. you have a ministry, like for us, you know, or anything good that you're doing it doesn't have to be a ministry. I don't know if that's God's will. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I know. Th- Half our listeners are probably offending right now. I'm sorry if I am. <laughs> I'm not saying you're a bad person. God's out to get you or anything. But I think this, our generation seems seems to be obsessed with self care. I was in Walmart the other day. I just saw a, I just saw a shirt and it just said self care on it. And it's like I was like, man, people are obsessed with that stuff now. And you tend to find yourself and be happiest when you're praying when you're giving yourself. That's when that's the best self care. When you're loving other people and trying to do God's will and forgetting about yourself, and yes, of course, take a, some, take a minute, an hour to pray, an hour to work out, whatever. But like, I, I don't know. I just I feel kind of weird about it. And I think people don't fully understand how much something like serving can actually recharge you, and that, like that's the self care that you need. Right. Like taking an hour and doing some doing something of service. And if Jesus is our model, I mean, what did he do? It said he got up very very early in the morning to pray. That was his self care. Yeah, and it does say that he went off by himself to pray. So like yep. he did recharge, but he did it through prayer. It was spiritually, yeah. exactly. And he you wasn't know what? hitting the spa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, some me time. Yeah. Getting the, uh, what's that? The, what's the, what's the, the box that people sit in? It's really hot. Sauna. Yeah, sauna. sauna, yeah. <laughs> do you know there's like, if you look at, uh, okay, search, Google search saunas in Finland. The entire country of Finland gets covered by saunas, little little blips on the map of saunas. Oh, really? Uh, almost the entire country, I'm having, can you? <laughs> Not that there's anything bad about Finland. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess like, it's so cold yeah, there. Like they, if, oh, they yeah, of course. If you're Finnish, like, I get it. It's just yeah. really funny. I wonder if they've listened to the podcast, <laughs> Finland. I'm going to check that after that. Uh, so another thing that I noticed is that our soul is almost completely protected. I mean, as long as we're in good standing with God. But when you're actively engaged in a topic... Like your soul is protected. Like you're not thinking of sinning. Like you're you like good work. You mean yeah, like good your, work. Your mind's like, occupied. Yeah, like you're good. at work. You're doing something. You're providing for your family, or yeah. you're you're chopping wood, or like <laughs> you're doing something that that's where it requires your attention. And as long as that thing itself isn't a sin, the temptations are probably little to none. Right. Little, very little to none. Um. So my next question then is, what can we do to stay busy, if Let's say all of our obligations are done. Like maybe like you worked, you put in over forty hours a, of yeah. work. You finished all like your homework for your grad class, and maybe both of your kids are asleep, and like you're still got plenty of energy and you got nothing to do. Well, I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. This scenario you've just described for me, <laughs> it probably <laughs> no, never will. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm thinking of Saint Therese right now. Like I'm not good at this. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I'm not the best person to advise on this but you know if you have everything done all your obligations are met i would say find something good if you're not going to pray which i think the best thing to do is just sit down and pray one-on-one read the bible pray a rosary just contemplative prayer like with spiritual reading whatever you know 
Um, if, if that's not, if you're not going to do that, I would say, uh, go St. Therese mode and like offer up all the little things. Like if the dishes aren't done, just do the dishes, you know, um, and offer that up to God. Uh, she would say, if you do every little thing, in fact, something as small as picking up a pen off the ground, you do it with love. It's like you're praying. It's like you're earning graces. And so, um, yeah, I would say just find something productive, clean your room, uh, clean the TV room. I don't know, uh, vacuum, uh, do the dishes. My wife's really much better at doing those things when she's has free time. I will just pick up a book and start reading or something like that. But, um, I think find something. Yeah. Um, I agree because that's, again, that's when the devil strikes. So then like we kind of don't want don't want to give him the chance to strike by staying busy. Right. Um, and I think something good to do is obviously besides prayer or like picking up a new spiritual book, like you said, or maybe even getting a new devotion. Mm-hmm. Something I realize about myself is I'm almost totally set in my devotions and I'm not really open to other devotions. Like I, I might have to change that interesting. Uh, because That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Like for example, like I'm not, I've done novenas, but like, I'm not like, I'm not into them. If that makes any <laughs> sense. Like I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm not just going to do a random novena. Yeah. So that's actually cool. Maybe like find a new devotion to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. You know? Um, read a new spiritual book. Yeah. That you haven't thought of before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I have to open, I shouldn't do every devotion that comes my way, but I have to open that up a little bit. But I think this would also be a good time to like learn an instrument. I feel like if you're going to relax and like learn how to play something new, like that's a great way to engage your mind and, Leave no room for temptation. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, playing an instrument, playing a sport, that's good. Again, I think prayer is more yeah. important than these, but like we're assuming that your prayer life's already pretty settled and you're pretty, exactly. you, you know, you've maybe prayed a rosary that day or And know. all this stuff is balanced too, because like like this the answer to everything is not just like to read the Bible twenty four seven. That's true. Like, you you yeah. don't want to burn out. Exactly. Like, the burn, spiritual burnout's a real mm-hmm. thing if you overload yourself. You want to yeah. organically grow your prayer life. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Um <laughs> so uh that's that's yeah, that's that's good advice. Just find something to do. Um, new devotions, new spiritual reading, uh, new hobbies, new hobbies like stock market investing. <laughs> True, as long as you don't get consumed in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's what I got. Yeah, I think one other cool thing is you can learn how to cook a new meal. Like learn Ooh. YouTube something and actually give it a shot and see yeah. if it's good because that takes time and then that's satisfying. That's definitely a good new skill or new hobby to do. Learn mm-hmm. how to cook. That's something I like the idea of doing and i've watched a couple of youtube videos but i've never put into practice so some i need to start doing yep and then lastly one more thing that i actually did do over the break um i have like clothes in my closet that i just don't wear so i just yanked them out i put them in a nice little pile and i i wash them and dry them i'm gonna give them to goodwill oh that's really so good, like, yeah. and i also got rid of some of my shoes so it's like that's good for an activity to do and it's also good for the people who need that stuff oh perfect that's yeah. a corporal work of mercy yeah so what should we not do well uh scroll that's, mm-hmm. i think i think in 2023 that's like the biggest thing for all of us uh i mean like like i said a half hour whatever you know 20 minutes you find yourself on tiktok and you're not l- looking at anything bad or you know, like whatever uh but i i think you need to you need to time yourself like i think we need to work on having a like a spiritual and mental awareness of when enough is enough because i think the more that you get addicted to these things the, the more numb you become to how long and how desensitized and you get more desensitized to how long you're engaging in these activities. And that's when you get attacked spiritually. That's when it's easiest to sin. Uh, that's when you're, or you're just committing the general sin of wasting time. So, uh, I think like ask the Lord for the gift of like a spiritual radar that will kind of go off when you know you're spending too much time engaging in something that otherwise would be okay. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I agree. I'm not scrolling. Have you ever scrolled for a long time and then felt great after? 
I've never. Yeah, I mean, never in my life. Literally, mm-hmm. never in my entire never life. Never felt recharged. Yeah, uh, a teacher, a fellow teacher that I talked to, um, said that he was talking to his students about scrolling, and it's literally, it's literally an addiction. Mm-hmm. It's literally this works the same as being addicted to any substance or something like that because it's like it gives you a quick rush of dopamine. But in the end, you're not even really enjoying it. And the kids even admit, like the high school kids that we work with, they admit, like, I'm not even having fun right now. It's just, I'm just it's so ingrained. It's such a habit. It's like I can't live without it. Even, yeah. though, even though I'm not having the time of my life scrolling, it's not even, it's boring, uh-huh. you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I really think the phones, we got to put our phones down. I think if we binge watch TV shows, like maybe if you're watching a show with your family, maybe you're spending some quality time with them. But if you're on your own and you watch more than like two episodes, I mean, like everyone's different. That's me. If I'm watching more than two episodes of a Netflix show in a row, especially if I'm not with my like wife and my children and that's not family time. No, like that's too much. We have to work in moderation. Uh, one of the greatest spiritual virtues is, te- is temperance. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have to pray for the gift of temperance. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's a huge one. And that's not the, not an easy one to grow in temperance. Um, I think just one more piece of advice. I would say like getting out and like getting out of your room is another good one too and just kind of being out with people oh you know what i'm gonna say to mm-hmm. add to that along with getting out of your room uh oh by the way for the guys listening uh, for purity temptations it's been said so many times so many talks that i've heard and we were at a young adult group uh we had so many speakers come in for our church young adult group because obviously purity is always a topic for the teenagers and young adults and every speaker that we had that would talk about purity would say if you are tempted yes get out of your house go for a run do something get your energy out in some way but i'm also going to say call somebody up that you love Maybe like it's your grandma or your, or if you're if you're an older, uh, you know if you're if you have children or grandchildren like call and they're adults like call them up you know call up an aunt or an uncle maybe like surprise maybe surprise your mom or dad if you don't live at home if you're not a teenager listening to this and you live somewhere else show up at your parents' doorsteps unannounced I'm sure it'll be like you know unless they unless you're in a serious crisis where like you're really not getting along <laughs> that might really really help them I mean, <laughs> or really that nice. might help too or, or yeah <laughs> that might be the first step of reconciliation like call up someone you haven't talked to and i'll call up a friend you haven't talked to in a while ask them how they're doing and don't just text i would say actually call them facetime them or show up physically at their house it's a great way to spend your time with um uh, instead of like you know wasting it i agree and just one more thing if you have that much time where you really need to think of what to do then you definitely should get to adoration Oh, perfect yeah. way to pray. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, why don't we take a little break, and then we'll come back with the devotional cup. All right, the devotional cup is here, but now it's a little bag. It's a devotional bag. <laughs> it's actually been a devotional bag for a little while. Yeah, maybe three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least I'm not forgetting it. That's true. We there have been times yeah. we've used the devotional spinny wheel. This is a step up from that. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. I'm shaking the bag now. <laughs> and I am drawing Our Lady of Lords. Very fancy. Eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. I am the Immaculate Conception. Yep. Yep. Trying um, to think of how this relates. Uh, man, for the first time, I don't know if I'm thinking of how it relates. I mean, usually there's a connection. Yeah. I'm sure St. Bernadette said, you know what St. Bernadette said? To pray the rosary all the time. Or not St. Bernadette. Our Lady of Lords told her to pray the rosary all the time. Uh, and she did that during her walk, St. Bernadette. She did that like faithfully the rest of her life. So what I would say is, um, pray the rosary. Best thing, you can, if, of all the things you mentioned, best thing you do if you're bored is maybe just, just, even if you, you know, like my story from the beginning. Like, even if you don't feel like praying the rosary or you already pray one, maybe pray two. Pray an extra decade or two. 
So that's a great thing to do is pray the rosary when you have the time. Um, when you pray the rosary, you're going to literally save people's souls. Yeah. You're earning graces. I mean, we don't really earn anything, but through Jesus's grace, through the Holy Spirit, by responding to that prompting and praying, you are um, dispensing graces for the entire world. People that you'll never know will be helped by you praying the rosary. It literally adds goodness into the world. It just injects it, and God's going to use it where he wills. So you want to save souls? Maybe pray a rosary for the souls in purgatory or for anyone that needs it. You don't have to even have an intention. You could just say, Mary, the person who needs this decade the most, whoever they are in the world, I'm offering it for them. True. And yeah. I've I've never prayed the rosary and regretted it and said, like, wow, I really wish I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. A stupid rosary. Why <laughs> yeah. did I pray it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, man, it's this, it's so consistent. It is the best way to be consistent in your prayer life is the rosary. I mean, there's a couple things. The Liturgy of the Hours is great. But for ordinary lay people, man, the rosary, I mean, every apparition of Mary, the last, I don't know, 800 years maybe, 700 years, starting with maybe St. Dominic, where she you know, allegedly, and I believe it, and it's a tradition in the church, told him what the rosary was and how to pray it. Like, Mary has said, pray the rosary. Fatima, Lourdes, you know, all of them. Um, pretty much all of them. Akita, you know, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. Uh, so, and well, okay. the rosary is just an excellent way to learn about the life of Christ because each mystery is one of the highlights of his life. So if you authentically pray the rosary, you're going to get to know who Christ is. Yep. And, um... I'm just I'm just thinking of Bernadette and her family. Like she was a peasant and she had to do work all the time. You know, she was engaged in work for her family when Mary first appeared. So it just goes to show that people of previous generations. Um, I'm not saying they didn't have downtime. Of course they did. And in fact, they had more downtime in a sense because they had left less technology. But um, just to get in the habit of like just offering things up for the Lord all the time. I mean, she became a sister after that, and she just offered up everything after her these apparitions. Offered up everything for the Lord. So. Um, the best thing you do is stay busy and, uh, you know, take St. Therese, also a French saint, St. Bernadette, take these holy, holy sisters and holy saints, especially those in religious orders, take their example, uh, pray hard, pray often. And when you're not praying, just offer up your task for the Lord and, earn, and, uh, save souls and earn graces from it. Perfect. Yep. Anything? No. Want to close okay. with a prayer? Yeah, you can do it. Sure. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, I ask that you bless all of these listeners and I ask that you inspire their hearts with activities that are going to bring them closer to you especially in their downtime so that they might not be trapped by the snares of the devil they can reach out to you and be saved by you amen amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. god bless